You got your coffee? <laughs> yes, and the giggles. And the giggles, but not the giggle water. Uh, no, no giggle water. It's too damn early for giggle water. Are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> not even I can manage this. It's way early for giggle water. <laughs> yes. God. No. Um... Um, Welcome back to Yeah, That Happened. Yeah, the podcast that <laughs> enlightens you with weird things from history that make you really roll your eyes and go, uh, yeah, yeah that, that really happened? That happened. And it did, really. Most of them. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> yep, who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm an under-caffeined oh Joyce. Oh my God, you just <laughs> literally had to think about that. I did actually have who to think I? about who Shit. am I. I know I'm under-caffeined. Under-caffeined. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the mom of this mess. <laughs> did you say your name already? Yes. Okay, You cool. just weren't listening as per normal. Well, that's my job. <laughs> and you do it so well. Thanks. You're I'm under, Nikki. You're undercompensated. I'm undercompensated and well undercaffeinated. Under caffeine too. I'm really undercaffeined. <laughs> I need, oh. need more caffeine. <laughs> If we're to do this. Um, it always sounds like Carlo Guthrie when you do that, I need. It always sounds like, you know. <laughs> Nobody's going to understand that reference but me and Dad. <laughs> and maybe I your mean, sister. I mean. I mean. Okay, everyone's turned around. Everyone's gone. Bye. Okay, good. Oh, shoo. Good. That's a relief. <laughs> Now I don't have to explain Arlo Guthrie in the... But I mean... <laughs> you keep doing that. I know, I can't help it. Oh, oh my dear God. God. Oy. Okay. Well, um, we have a, <laughs> a little fun topic this week, don't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was we my We have laptop. You know, mm. perfect timing for, for my, top, my story of this topic, at least. That's really good to know. Mine's not necessarily great timing. It's uh, We should have done it two weeks ago if it was going to be perfect timing for me. Oh. But that's okay. Yes, but what kind of flood are you talking about? Well, first of all, we're doing floods, everyone. Yes. We did natural disasters last one, <laughs> so yeah. just sticking with the theme. We're, we're kind of going with the theme. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, so, is yours a downer? Yeah, okay. yeah, it is, but it's, I, I, I'm trying to, to skirt, I, I save it to the very bitter end. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Um, mine's a downer, but it's a little bit of, it's, God, that sounds so awful. I think It's that, a funny downer, it's not. I think it's actually the, the word that, that everything that I read on both of these, uh-huh. um, the word that was used was whimsical whimsical they did they actually said they were whimsical stories and i was like you know see i don't see how you would use whimsical whimsical to describe what happens here but it it does everyone died it was so whimsical yeah i mean it's just yeah but mass death and casualties Ah, you're so whimsical oh my it just brings the whimsy to death <laughs> death by whimsy. Uh, it could happen. <laughs> Is that could that be a? I mean, death by misadventure. Death by whimsy. Yeah, it's a bad possibility. If it isn't, let's start a petition. Oh, I think we should change if you, if you or a loved one has ever died from whimsy, <laughs> call us now. 
Have you whimsied yourself to death before? <laughs> Time may be running out for you, final claim. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear god. It's interesting that you say that this one was described as whimsical because um, in a lot of the things that I read, it, they were written by people who lived in this area. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep you on the edge of your seat about what I'm talking about uh-huh. until I get there. But um, people often get really upset that this story is made into like a ha-ha-ha tale. Yeah. Which I didn't know until after I picked it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoops. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it was horrible what happened. But it is often told in like a, oh, it's so funny type of thing. You and have it's to admit, like, I mean, it, the, this, the one that you're doing, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's like seriously. Oh, it's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you just, you kind of, when you hear the, just what it is, you just kind of go, and how the hell? I mean, really? This yeah. Is, this is a thing. So I'm going to be talking about um, the Boston molasses flood. <laughs> The time that Boston was flooded by molasses. A fast moving. And the, again, the term slower than molasses. How the hell? Well, these are Okay, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, because when I first heard about this, it was on another podcast. It was on um, Stuff You Missed in History Class. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing about this and going, for real? Like you can't outrun molasses. You can't like you could walk away from this. Thank you. But actually, no, you couldn't. Oh, okay. Um, no, so no. slower than molasses is not really a. It thing. is not applicable in this situation. Okay. All right, well then. Um. So should I just go ahead? Knock on with this. Knock on. Um. So is that a rugby term? It is. I feel like it is. It is. Is that when you go forward with the ball? Uh, when you have a knock on. Yes, I believe it is. Okay. And then you do a line out. After I know you... what a line out okay, is because yeah. they lift them up. Yes, they did. Yeah. I used to watch rugby so religiously. I know. I would have known those things. I think that it's that... like knowledge that's in my brain that goes away. I think that because isn't a knock on? Isn't that a, a a foul of some sort? Fuck if I know. I don't. If you Jesus, or one of your loved ones has. <laughs> Died from a whimsical knock-on. Can you let us know if you know about rugby? Because I really forgotten. can't remember. I mean, I, and I used to watch it all the time as well. Yeah, but I yeah. used to get like we used to get up at like uh, three the, o'clock in the morning to catch the, the All Blacks, Blacks games. Yes, especially in like the Ooh, the Tri Nations yeah. tournament oh, yeah, 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 and things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But oh yeah, well remember when we we came busting down here what at five a.m. to watch the uh, the last uh, All Blacks win. Um, for the, the clearly, world, I don't the World Cup. You, were, I think you may have been pregnant at the time. I can't remember. Yeah, you must. Or, yeah, you must have been. I don't know. But yeah, because did we watch it then? Did I go to sleep straight away? No, no, you oh. actually stayed awake through it. Um, but yeah, we watched it um, at your place. I do not remember this. Yeah. I'm sure it happened though. It did. Yeah, that because, happened. Yeah, it it really did happen. Seriously, okay. and no eye roll involved here either. Okay, cool. Okay, get, get, get on anyway, with the molasses. Boston molasses flood. So, way back in 1915, molasses was used for, like, a lot. Everything, yeah. Um, it was the main sweetener. It was also used in producing alcohol. 
and munitions. So the First World War was <laughs> raging at the time. Um, and basically what happens is that molasses is turned into industrial alcohol, which is then used to make dynamite, other explosives, and even smokeless powder? Whatever that is. Like, um, um, wonder if that's the, like the, um, um, what is it? Phosphorus, not phosphorus grenades. Is that what I have got no idea. Um, oh shoot. It does not sound whimsical though. No, it's, there's nothing. This is not whimsical. No, this is not the whimsy part. No, no. Um, so the, surely that's not the right name. But that's what I've got written down here. That I did these notes last week before mm. my son got a tummy bug. That's why we're late, by the way, everyone. Because my house was hit with a violent tummy bug. Mm-hmm. And we've just been through it. So, mm. yay. So anyway, the Purity Distilling Company. Okay. Which was a subsidiary of USIA, or the US Industrial Alcohol. Not the, just U.S. industrial alcohol. Hmm. Had acquired some land along the waterfront on Boston's Commercial Street, opposite Copps Hill. Okay. And I've never been to Boston. I always wanted to go, mm-hmm. but I just never made it up that far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd go farther, just never stop there. Right. <laughs> anyway, I've yeah, so I, I didn't realize that the foot of Copps Hill is where the Old North Church sits. Oh. Which okay. is where Paul Revere famu- famously, famously, I can read words. Mm-hmm. I can word. Famously received the two lantern warning that set him off on his midnight ride, shouting ah. about the British coming. Uh-huh. Like a raving madman. Hmm. Um, I have to wonder how people reacted. Did they expect it? Was that like a known thing in the town? Hey, guys, if the British are coming, this dude's going to run past and start screaming this he's gonna scream it yes i i mean i can't imagine that it was common knowledge but i i mean and let's face it if it's unexpected and some dude comes riding through town at breakneck speed screaming the british are coming the british are coming yes is gonna wake up i mean you know and you're not gonna be happy I was going to say, I'd be real unimpressed about that. Exactly. So, Were uh, I one of the locals? Yeah. I mean, but, I but, mean... I don't know. Uh, that's just... I don't know if it was like a set of... Anyway. Anyway, go. Anyway, moving on. Um, the Purity Distilling Company set about building a large tank to distill molasses to make munitions for World War One. Industrial alcohol was super profitable at the time because war... Oh, yeah. Um, managing the building of the large storage tank is a man named Arthur Gell. <laughs> so, just some facts about this project before I circle back to Artie. Okay. Uh, this tank was about 50 feet high. Okay. 90 feet in diameter and could hold 2.3 million gallons of molasses. Wow. So, if you're putting someone in charge of building, designing, building, constructing, overseeing this Mm -hmm. tank, you're going to pick somebody with a lot of experience, aren't you? Oh, no. I'm going to go with (laughs) not if you're the 
alcohol industrial complex, whatever. <laughs> the war alcohol complex, whatever. The war alcohol complex decided that Jell, in his role as the USIA treasurer, <laughs> was perfectly seriously suited to this particular managerial position. A bean counter in charge With of this. No. Okay. Absolutely no practical experience with anything to do with building, engineering, or architecture. Probably did not even have a Houses I Like Pinterest board. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. Does anybody else see where this shit is going to go horribly, horribly, horribly My next wrong? sentence in my notes is literally, this sounds like it'll go well. <laughs> yes. <I mean. laughs> Serious? An accountant? Like there's, you know, like there's imposter syndrome where people who are qualified for a position get it and then spend their entire time going, oh shit, what if I'm unqualified? Imagine they're going to find out that I'm not good enough for this job. And then there's Arthur Jell who's like, I'll do it. (laughs) I will (laughs) structurally engineer this tank. So. Oh yeah. As this tank is being built near the harbor and railways, this requires cash money and bureaucratic red tape in the form of permits, etc. Which is probably the only thing he was actually qualified for. Uh, Probably, but we're going to get there. So, this takes time. Mm -hmm. And due to all of this and the weather being a dick, the building of the tank falls behind schedule. Okay. Um, There was also a hard deadline on having this thing finished as there was a shipment of molasses arriving on a specific date to go into the tank <laughs> and they needed somewhere to store it <laughs> so, I, I, do, I can't i mean really all of this is to say that as head honcho gel is taking shortcuts wherever he can so he used thinner steel to build the tank than what was called for in the permit, for starters. Oh um, there may or may not have been rivets where they were supposed to be. I heard that once, but I or I read it once, but I didn't well, I'm gonna read go it in other places. Not since anyway, he's taking shortcuts wherever he can. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, one of the safety tests that was meant to happen was you have to, you know, as with anything that's meant to be waterproof, liquid-proof, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're meant to fill it up right. to test for leaks. Right. So that was one of the things that was meant to happen. It was meant to fill the tank with water to test for leaks. Like, super, super basic safety test here. But not for gel. You want to guess how much water Arthur put in? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. It was 2.3 million. Go on. Oh, he probably put in, what, about 10, 15 gallons? <laughs> he filled it with six inches of water to test for leaks in this fucking mahoosive tank. Wowzers. Yep. I just... Okay. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, a tank... This really should have been tested more thoroughly as molasses is one and a half times heavier, heavier than yes. water. Mm-hmm. So at this point, um, when they ran this test, due to the imminent arrival of the molasses ship, there, 
there wasn't actually even time for him to fill the tank before the ship arrived. Like, they had pushed this so close to their deadline that there wasn't time for them to do the safety checks that they had to do. Um, so they just go, eh, she'll be right. Yeah. Turns out... They were wrong. <laughs> otherwise, we wouldn't be calling this the Boston Molasses Flood. Yes, exactly. They, they were, they the, were um, well wrong. <laughs> oh my it's god. Not, it's not really a hidden... Yeah, there, there's the punchline there. You don't have to guess at this, do you? <laughs> no. So it turns out the tank is leaky. Yep. Surprise. Jeez, Surprise. I can't imagine. On day one, this thing starts to leak. So much so that the children of the North End were known to come over to the tank with buckets to fill it with dripping molasses. Well, I mean, you know, at least went to a good cause. Yeah. Um, eventually the tank was painted brown to hide the leaks. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're kidding me. Okay. No, Becky, I'm not kidding. Oh, okay. Franklin, sorry. Oh, dear God. Okay, yeah, and we're leaking molasses, so let's paint it brown. Maybe nobody will notice. Right? Um... <laughs> I'm Rizzo. starting to doubt this guy's accounting skills now, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, like you don't want him doing your taxes. Yeah, form. seriously. Yes. <laughs> um, residents of the neighborhood frequently reported that the tank made groaning sounds as well. Oh, <laughs> it just gets worse. I, uh... So we get through to the end of the First World War, and it still hasn't ruptured. It still has not ruptured. Nothing's happened. All is well. The children of the North End have all the molasses they could want. But post-war, there's no need for molasses for munitions anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not required. However, what's on the horizon? 1918-ish. I mean... Prohibition. Oh, 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 I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That was one that kicked in, wasn't it? And molasses, of course, is used to make alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. So shrewdly, there was a hard push to manufacture as much legal alcohol as possible (laughs) before the the last state ratified the 18th Amendment and kicked off the fun, fun time we now know as the Prohibition era of bathtub gin. Oh, my God. Um... It totally would have been us, by the way. We would have had a bathroom. Oh, a bathtub gin enterprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this takes us to January of 1919. Okay. Which had seen big swings in temperatures. It had gone from about 2 degrees Fahrenheit to an unseasonably warm 40 degrees Fahrenheit. In a matter of days. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Around this time, a ship delivered a shit ton of quite warm molasses. Oh, dear. And put it into the poorly built tank on top of the... Cold molasses. Cold molasses. Yes, which is ever so smart. The theory here is that this is what caused a reaction which produced gases leading to what happened next. Uh So, on January 15th of 1919, sometime around... Around? God. Okay, Elma. I just... Just Honestly, really. I'm not. I'm real under caffeined. Okay, well. So no. I'm just going to reach down and grab the coffee, uh-huh. pour it, and then continue. I, okay, I was going to say. Before I'll... I get to 
before I get to this next part, because this is where the downing. Oh, this is the downing. The, the downer. This is where the downing begins. <laughs> Let the downing. This is begin. where the. <laughs> this is where we take a turn for the oh bugger. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Typical Nick. <laughs> where you get shit. This isn't whimsical anymore. And we've gone from whimsical to ah. We've gone from whimsical to mm. you're dead. Okay. So. Sometime around 12.30 in the afternoon of January 15th, 1919, the tank explodes. Oh, wow. Like, literally. Explodes? Mm-hmm. I mean, not like ruptures, and but it explodes. Just up and exploded. Oh, wowzers. So, Frank McManus, a patrolman with the Boston PD, happened to be in a call box speaking to headquarters and I guess giving his report on his patrol when he was distracted by a loud scraping sound and a roar. Steel went flying. Mm. The rivets that were holding this tank together popped and essentially turned into projectiles. I was going to say. Like a shrapnel. Molasses powered machine gun. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, Oh, God. Uh, Sorry, I just elbowed something. It was my bike. McManus no doubt terrified and most certainly surprised uh, by what he saw, shouted to the person on the other end of the call box to send all available rescue vehicles and personnel immediately as there was a wave of molasses coming down Commercial Street. So. Can you, I mean, (laughs) the guy on the the other end of the phone, though, he's got to be going, there's Pardon, a what? A wave of molasses? Oh, that's, that, Are you sure? That's just wicked clever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I missed a real opportunity here to try out a Boston accent. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I'm not going to. Pretty sure that I've already offended enough people with I mean, my we, accents. We could just add it to the list. You know, what the hell's. Okay. So let me take a drink of coffee before I get to this next okay, part. Okay, so hmm. he they they it's sent. Hot. Do they send everybody and their brother and all of their vehicles and? Well, we will get there. Okay. Okay. Let me get to the next bit, mm. where I tell you how big this wave is. Uh, how big <laughs> is this wave? <laughs> it's more than six inches. <laughs> <laughs> this was an eight to twenty. Five foot high, depending on your source, and a hundred and sixty foot wide wave of molasses racing at thirty to thirty five miles an hour through a neighborhood. Dude, there's no blue line on the planet that'll protect you from that. Right? Wow. Um twenty six million pounds of molasses. 2.3 million gallons because it was full to the brim. It was topped all the way up. The shockwave knocked people and livestock over, only for them to be sucked backwards when they regained their feet. Ooh. So it was just like a tsunami with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was an explosion and then a literal tsunami of... Molasses. Molasses. Wowzers. Okay. Um... This thing derailed a train and bent its tracks. I think it was the overhead trains. You know the ones? Yeah, what do they call them? Elevated L trains? Yeah, 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 elevated. Yeah. That's the one. Um, so it bent the tracks. It sent a lorry through a wooden fence. 
it collapsed houses. Uh, yeah, um, one guess. of the people that died was because it hit her house and just collapsed it on top of her. Um, buildings that didn't collapse were filled to the first or second floor, again, depending on who you read, with molasses. Mm. <laughs> There's a photo of the firehouse after the flood, and the bottom of this brick building is literally buckled outwards. Oh. And then I've got... It made Jeez. me think of that. She's a brick. <laughs> Rick James, you are not. Yeah. Wow. Mighty, mighty. I just, I'm... So, Ooh, that's a lot. There were plenty of horses and livestock mm-hmm. that had to be shot because they were stuck and couldn't get out. And couldn't get out, yeah. In the end, 21 people and um, 20 horses died. Oh. 150 people were injured. And wow. I have to think that these people, like, if you get buried in molasses, are you, do you drown or do you asphyxiate? I would assume you would asphyxiate. That's my thought, too. I mean, I don't know, but I would, I, I would think that that would be what it's happens so because of the, the viscosity, exactly. That it would, you block know, you up. block your, yeah. Either way, it is not Not whimsical. the way to go, no. Really not whimsical. No, there's nothing mm-hmm. funny about that one. No. Um, I read one story about a nine... This isn't in my notes, so if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. About a nine-year-old who was on his way home from school, and he um, basically got caught up by the wave, like swept into it, mm-hmm. and it put it, him on top of it. Like he was surfing. So he surfed the molasses wave? I mean... Hey, you know, if, if Homeboy survived it by surfing it, I'm good. So... It got caught up in his mouth and nose, and he passed out. He woke up in a building on the side of the building where the dead people were. Oh, because they thought he was dead. They thought he was dead. Yeah. He woke up with, like, his parents and his sister over him, and his other sister had perished. But, um, thankfully, he survived. Um, I don't know how true it is. I only read that once, but... I mean, it makes for a good story to tell at the family reunion if it is true. Absolutely. I mean, a sad story, but also. Yeah, but, you know, did I tell you about the time that I surfed on molasses? Uncle, he surfed on the molasses. (laughs) 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 You think you're something for surfing on these little water waves? (laughs) Let me tell you about him. (laughs) Wait, you know that Manhattan and Boston are (laughs) far apart, right? (laughs) I know, but it's as close as I can get. <laughs> I check out of the net at one point there, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, dear Lord. Uh. <laughs> um, in 1862. Sailors from nearby ships, because remember, they're on the harbor. Right, yeah. The Army Red Cross Police all coordinated a rescue effort. Right. Um, everyone and everything was absolutely covered in molasses. The cleanup took months on end. Like, that shit is sticky. Yeah, I was because, I mean, being a mother and having made gingerbread and ginger cookies and all of these things. There's a reason I don't make that. And I, and all I could think when you're finishing this up is, oh, dear God in heaven, how did they clean that up and how long did it well, take? Tell and you. who did they get to do I it? will tell you. Okay. For cleanup, they had to use chisels as it hardened. Yeah, because it was colder than, oh, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. 
The harbour in Boston was turned brown until summer because of the constant hosing off of molasses. Like, at least until June. It was just brown with molasses. Oh, my God. And what did that do to the fishing industry? Um, Molasses turned the entire city of Boston into a sticky mess. Like, because people were on the north end doing the the recovery Mm -hmm. mission and the cleanup. Right. And then they would go home. They were just tracking it everywhere. Like, you couldn't touch a surface in the city without it being covered in molasses. Um, As early as February of 1919, the aftermath starts with chief judge of, with the chief judge of the Boston Municipal Court holding the corporation liable for manslaughter. Mm -hmm. There were 119 separate civil suits. Litigation took six years with thousands of witnesses, mm-hmm. papers, exhibits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where most of the accounts of this come from, is actually from those from the court pleadings, papers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, basically, the judge had to try to consolidate it all to get it all to a jury trial. Mm-hmm. For their part, the owners of the corporation tried to blame... Artie? No. Oh. Italian anarchists. Huh? So it's interesting to note here that not everyone was super stoked about the building of the tank when it first happened. Right. Um, and the way that the USIA was supporting the war effort. Because right. at that stage, the US wasn't involved in the war. Right. Okay. But we were supplying munitions. Right. It seemed to piss people off, funny enough. Mm. Um, there were over a million signatures collected on a petition and delivered to President Wilson to stop supplying munitions for the war. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely like a real anti-war sentiment right. among right. certain parts of the population. Um, oh, sorry, I've got a sneeze. Oh, that's a quite a sneeze. I didn't want it. To, <laughs> I didn't want it to come through. Mm. <laughs> it took all so my effort. Italian anarchists. Yes. So around the country, anarchists had been setting fires and detonating bombs in protest. Okay. The USIA tried to say that anarchists set off a bomb in the tank, but nobody bought this shit because the tank was built so badly. <laughs> it's a lot like today's, it was Antifa well, calls. Well, I mean, all I can think is, is Sacco Manzetti, or Manzetti, and, I mean, and they got, it just sounds like, it sounds like a, a setup for you know, that, that situation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I also find it really interesting that not only was there no proof of this, there was also a police officer guarding the tank 24-7 because of the fear of this very thing. Um, It's also fishy that they tried to blame Italian anarchists for this shit show, considering that the north end of Boston, which was decimated was at the time, and I don't know if it still is, because again, have mm-hmm. not made it there right. yet. Um, it was an Italian neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, why would you go and your own neighborhood? That's one of quite low socioeconomic mm-hmm. status as well. Um, probably not where Italian anarchists would put a target sign. But, I mean, who knows? Either way, that theory is not one that people buy into. <laughs> It's more than likely that it exploded because of the gases from the molasses. 
and the and fact the, that, that it was cheaply thrown the together. The fact that the structure and, was shit. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> dear lord. I could build something better out of Lego. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that a Lego structure would have held together better. Yeah. I mean, they're real efficient in Denmark. Mm. Man. That's just, okay. However, because of this incident, there were building regulations put in place mm. calling for an architect or engineer to review all building plans and lodge them with the city. Mm. It baffles me that this wasn't a requirement before. Yeah. <laughs> and um, finally, Bostonians said decades later that mm. the North End especially smelled of molasses. Oh, I bet it did. I mean... Because you have that sulfury smell that you get from molasses. And if, if you have used a, a measuring cup and not washed it out or cleaned it out really well, mm-hmm. it will smell of molasses for the longest time. I mean, it, it takes, yeah, it, it really takes a lot of work to get that that smell out. Far out. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's real depressing. Ugh. Yuck. Okay. Well, mine mine is timely as as it's the Super Bowl day in America. So, yay! Um, this... <laughs> Actually, not no. because Green Bay's not in. No, I really don't care that much. But... You're Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. Not that I have a preference here or anything, but I really just don't appreciate Brady. Oh well, I'm just going with the Mahomies. What can I say? Oh, sorry, that was a real loud sip of coffee. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was entertaining. Uh, so mine is the Horseshoe Brewery disaster. The Horseshoe Brewery disaster. Uh-huh. Is this the London Beer Flood? It is the London Beer Flood. Yes! Just I no, was so hoping you'd do this. No better day to do a beer flood than the Super Bowl day. This story is exactly why when I sent you the message and I was mm. like, our next topic's floods. Not necessarily of the water variety. I was like, please find this story, but I'm not going to send it to you just in case you don't, and we can use it later. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, I'm <laughs> Have just, you lost I'm, your place? <laughs> no, I was just looking at something I had written down that, that was just really stupid. Um, Excellent. So, all right. Imagine a three-story tall vat of beer. Okay. Containing. How, wait a minute. How many feet are in a story? I have not the Like, is this clue. maybe comparable to. I'm going to Google this. Okay. You, you because employed... I want to know if it's comparable to the size of this molasses tank. It very possibly. How many feet in a. This story? thing contained an estimated 1 million pints. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I, I, I now have your attention, right? Yeah. Hold okay. on. One story is 14 feet. So, so, oh shit, no, so, that's not calculator. I can't math in my head, so we're just going to have to bear with me. 14 to 42, three, feet. 42 feet. Yes. Okay. I mathed that. You, ha, 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 ha. You know, not only can you word, you can math. I'm just saying. Oh, All my brains are gone. didn't go to me. They <laughs> stayed with you. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, in 1814, this was the size of the vat of porter that exploded out of the Mukes Horseshoe Brewery. Mukes? It is spelled M-E-U-X, but everything I read and I checked everywhere, and it says that it is pronounced Mukes, M-E-W-K-S, phonetically. Like P 
pukes. I mean, with an M, yes. With an M. Yeah, mukes. pretty much. God, mm-hmm. that just makes me want to muke. <laughs> you, guys. you make me muke. Oh, oh, oh I've Lord. had so much porter, I'm going to muke. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, th- this caused what has, has been labeled the London Beer Flood. Um, so apparently... I shouldn't be so excited about it. It's tragic. It is not whimsical. It is not whimsical. That website lied to you. Yes. So so apparently even back then size mattered because <laughs> it was a it was a mark of prestige for a brewery to I cannot say brewery to save my a life. Brewery. Yeah, exactly. A brewery. A brewery. I see that's much easier for me. Um to have the... I'm just going to the local brewery. I'll be back. <laughs> In a while. At some stage. Yeah. So back then, it was a mark of prestige for them to have large storage vats. And this one was (laughs) huge. It was huge. It was. But everyone says so. The vat that broke contained 571 tons of porter. Holy fuck. Now, there's a description that was written in 1812 by a reporter named... or a writer i guess i don't know that she was actually a reporter but her name was mary brunton and she says wait that, no go back and say it with a london accent i can't do it Brunton. <laughs> no that's essex isn't yeah. it? they dropped their t's yeah so she says that one of the casks that she saw measured 70 feet in diameter <laughs> was said to have cost ten thousand pounds and this was in what year uh this was in 1812 Oh, that's an expensive that's a, tank. That's a, yes, it is not cheap. Um, the iron hoops on it weighed 80 tons. And just to give you some imagery of the proportions we're talking about, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just kind of how big this thing was. It's yeah. got these, I mean, an 80 ton hoop. Do you know what would have helped in the molasses place. flood is hoops a, around the a, thing. An 80 ton hoop. Yes, yeah. it would have. Oh, so the horseshoe was located in Bainbridge Street, and it's just off Bainbridge, just off of Tottenham Court Road. Mm. I do not know if Liza Doolittle's flower shop was there or not. I was literally just thinking about Harry Potter. Oh, you were thinking about Harry Potter. See, I was going to Liza Doolittle. She always wanted to have a flower, be, have a flower shop. Be a lady on Tottenham Court Road. Exactly. No, no, I was thinking about um in the last book, I think, the... Aberrate to Tottenham Court. I sound like such a nerd right now. But I, <laughs> I don't even care, you guys. Um, oh. Yeah, I think they went to Tottenham Court Road oh. when the Death Eaters crashed the wedding. Ah, well, Just in case you haven't read Harry Potter. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. <laughs> but also, if you haven't, like, come on. Oh. So but in, don't buy it, because J.K. Rowling's trash. Oh, so in 1814, um, that area was known as the St. Giles Rookeries. Rookeries, like rookeries. for birds. Um, yes, but actually, uh, the official definition of a rookery is a slum. Oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah. Um, That's shit. Yeah, and it was mostly populated by poor Irish immigrants. What a surprise. Uh, during the awesome. hard graft labor, including working at the horseshoe brewery. The brewery. Because <laughs> that's way, I can just do that much easier. Do that, just, it's just, just easier. We're just going to call it. A brewery. Yes. Oh, God. It's, so, you, like, it's yeah. not even noon here, guys. This is, we're yeah. doing well to be coherent. Pretty much. So, Monday, October 17, George Crick is the storehouse clerk at the Mukes 
horseshoe. Beerery. <laughs> Beerery. <laughs> and he notices that a 700 weight iron hook, one of, and this is one of the smallest of the 22 hooks surrounding this They're vat. 22? Yes. Like they really wanted to make sure that this was You contained. should see the pictures of this thing. Yes, they did. I mean, so it, this and, wasn't a flood of negligence like Well, the no, not this really. This just. This just shit happened. But this was the smallest hook. So it was the one down at the bottom. Okay. However, well, there is some, yeah, well, we'll deal with the negligence issue here in a bit. <laughs> Uh, oh no, I hate it. Yeah. Well, anyway, he noticed that that hoop had fallen off. And now the vat was filled to within four inches of the top with an estimated 3,555 barrels Ooh, that's a lot <laughs> of 10 month aged porter. So this is some really, this is good stuff. So, this is a delicious flood. This is a delicious flood. But Except that I know yes. what it did. According to Mr. Crick, um, he wasn't overly alarmed about the hoop falling off as it had Could happened two or three times a year with no serious consequences. Metal changes temperature and expands and contracts. Like, as, I can see how right, that would happen. As does wood. And the staves Oh, were of course wood. it would have been made out of wood. It was not... wooden staves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Anyway, it, it had happened two or three times a year, no serious consequence. However, he did leave a note for a Mr. Young, one of the brewery partners, as just to make sure someone comes out to attend to the, the hoop and get it repaired, you know, at their convenience. At their convenience. Yeah. In approximately never hours. Okay, so irony of all ironies. According to Crick, and this is also according to Zithophile, dot co dot uk which is where i got zithophile i kid you not z z z yes we do say z z y t h o p h i l e um what is a zithophile i have no idea i'm assuming it's a beer person because this guy writes it's a blog about beer oh nice i see i see so anyway uh crick was standing a short distance from the vat with the note in his hand when he heard no. dead serious. I mean, that's what he says. Hey, by the way, you were right. A zithophile is somebody who loves beer and all things beer related. So Again. I can't make fun of that name because... Because I was right. You go, you, exactly. zithophile.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, this guy is really entertaining, though. And he's in his uh, what he writes about this was really good. Okay, so, so anyway, anyway, he's standing so there with the note in his hand. He's got the note in his hand. <laughs> when he hears the vat burst oh, taking with it now get this it took out the end wall of the storehouse which was 25 oh, feet high um 60 feet long and 22 inches thick whoa that's how thick this brick wall was she thick yeah oh yeah she was a brick house and she yeah. mighty mighty yeah she wasn't that damn mighty because she came down out. yeah she did let it all hang out <laughs> yes um, so it was 22 inches thick at its broadest section, which in, ter- in turn collapsed a large section of the roof. And then all of the debris, along with parts of the gigantic collapsed vat, the ridiculous Ooh. amount of porter, uh, plus beer from other vats, Oh, that were gosh. in that storehouse that had been smashed. Because they would have all been... And, and had their cocks knocked out. Well, 
I just, Look, I mean, sometimes I, too much beer will knock your cock out. I mean, I actually did just write down here. Yep. And I just figured I'd wait for it. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Is what you should have written down. Branding, mother, branding. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep, that happened. <laughs> but, you know, you do have to watch out for your cock when you've got a lot of beer in it. Sometimes yes, I've heard true. that it... Yep. Apparently, it's a thing. <laughs> it can get knocked down. Right, and, and when it does, bad things happen. Oh, but it created at, l- at least 15... <laughs> I know. What? In what context here? Like, what is it's a the, cock in this it's the, the, specific the, the context? The stopper that okay. goes into the... the the that makes home, sense. The, the Clearly home. named by a dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. Hey, this thing's got a hole in it. The and thing I, we plug the, up, let's call the, it a cock. <laughs> what we're using to plug it with. Absolutely. Oh, there gross. you go. Boys uh, are gross. <laughs> but also, I get it. I get the same thing. I'd be like, it's a penis. <laughs> Again, eight-year-old boys. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, so this creates uh, an at least 15-foot high tsunami of beer that, that tears down the streets of the rookery of St. Giles Church. Uh-oh. Now, it comes tearing down the down New Street, which I suppose, fortunately, might not be the best word to use here, but it's the only one that comes to mind, was comparatively empty due to the time of the disaster. Because okay. we're talking 5.36 in the evening, and the majority of the men were still at work. I thought you were going to say in the pub. Uh, no, they would have been toast had that happened. Okay. Um, but they, they, the majority of them were at work. So that kept the death toll down to about, um, I think it was eight. Oh, good. Just women yeah. and children then. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The, the, That's this the thing is, I find heartbreaking yeah. about this is the kids. Yeah. This is where it turns dark. The eight who died were, were of course, women and children. A four-year-old girl who was having tea with her mother was swept through a wall par- partition and killed. Her mother was washed out of the window, but survived. Oh, a 14-year-old scullery maid was dug out of the, the ruins the next day, still standing at the pump she was using to scour um, a pot. She was, of course, dead. A pub servant at the Tavistock arms pub was killed when um, part of the back wall of the pub fell on him and probably the set or her it must have been her because these were all women and children sorry and i just heard it i just heard your football voice that you do yeah him that's it (laughs) my Um, mother gets a very specific accent because like we've moved around a lot mm-hmm. and you sometimes get a southern accent with very specific things like yeah especially if you're slightly stressed out it mm-hmm. comes out mm-hmm. and like if we're watching football she'll oh. be like get him <laughs> well it's because when we're watching football i'm in a permanent state of stress yeah but obviously like things oh. like um people dying yeah that doesn't help matters either. lead you to say him it does <laughs> oh god and so probably the saddest of all of these deaths. Oh, I hate it. This, this is the really, this is the really heart wrencher, yucky part. Oh, I don't. Is it a dog? No. Because, no, it's no. not. I know it's not. No. The saddest of all of these were the deaths of a group of mourners oh. at the wake of a two-year-old boy who had died before. Oh, God. Five of the mourners were killed, including the mother of the recently dead boy. Mm. Yeah. Um, now there are a lot of, of mythologies about this, and the guy who did the the blog, the Zithophile blog, 
writes about the mythologies that that came out of this disaster. Um, but um, how, do, how so do you mean? Well, there was there there were stories that uh, people died of an alcohol coma because, of course, this happened in the poor Irish neighborhood. Oh, right? uh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. So of, just some uh, casual. Yeah, it's not really racism, but ethnicism, prejudice. prejudices, bigotry, Xena, xenophobia. xenophobia. Yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't even xenophobia; it was specific because yeah, yeah. people were not enthused with the poor Irish. Oh, immigrants. they're Irish, and it was a beer flood. They must have all been so fucking drunk. And that, and that's pretty much what a lot of the was papers. Was it tree turkey on a Thursday? Exactly. Well, you know, no, that sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. You know, there's all these stories that they ran out with everything they could get to start, you know, mm. sucking down the beer that was flowing freely in the streets and then wound up passing out dead. And so there are places... Which is all, of course, bullshit. Well, it, it because is, they would have been running from this exactly. horrific flood. It, it, it was complete bullshit. I hate but, people. But if you read this guy's blog, I am plugging his blog something fierce, but it is really good. I mean, it is probably that and the Smithsonian article. Yeah, the Smithsonian's and, always a good one. And and History.com actually yeah. had, had a good one on it as well. They had a lot um, on the molasses yes. blood as well. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going with all of that crap was just due to the fact that the residents were all oh. just, you know. It, For sure. It they would were have Irish just been prejudice against the right. Irish. Exactly. They were taking everybody else's jobs. Of course, yeah. nobody else wanted to do the dirty graft work. But And like know. we talked about with... Um, yeah the one about feasts you yeah. know how the english yes just did everything they could to screw over the irish yeah there was a lot of that yeah and had like a real there was a lot of anti-irish propaganda which yes is... and and a lot of the and the papers at that period of time really encouraged that yeah yeah they so, would have okay so here's but here's the infuriating part of this story i mean now that we've been we've had a good laugh now that we've been sad now we get to get mad Oh, fun. Yes. My favorite emotion. Yes. Of all the three that I feel. That, exactly. I do this one really better. Far better. Really than, better. Really better than everything. When you go to the brewery. <laughs> when I go to the brewery, I do this one really better. Yeah. <laughs> God, I give up. Okay. There's a Is corner. There coffee? No, there's not. <laughs> we desperately need coffee. All right. There was a coroner's inquest. And oh, and let me guess. Nobody was held responsible because oh, just, poor Irish people don't matter. Oh, no. Just wait. The oh, Horseshoe fine. Brewery was not found culpable. Um, the victims died, and I'm not even kidding here. It says legitimately in the court documents. An act of God. That's exactly. But to be slight, like, yes, that's fucking infuriating. But to be fair, was there negligence on the part of the brewery? Or well, was this a freak accident that happened and... Because that guy when, wrote when, a note and was like, hey, did he survive? Uh, yes, I believe he did survive. Yeah, because Jeez. he gave testimony at the coroner's inquest. Okay. So, you know, like, he said is, that this had happened before. But, Nick, this is, I mean, when you lose hoops off of a, a ginormous, huge bat. Oh, for sure. Two or you're three gonna, times a year. You're going to need to look and into you that. continue to fill it to within four inches of the top. Yeah. And nobody thinks that at some point something bad is going to happen here. I mean, I'm not saying that you, you charge these people with manslaughter, but there is a corporate liability, to my mind. I mean, now, granted, oh, it, sure. it was a crazy freak accident, but it's But, one... I mean, would you call something like that an act of God? Well, An I, airline I mean... calls 
you know, I'm pretty sure some airlines got in trouble for calling COVID an act of God. Yeah. In a way to get out of... Right. Any culpability. Yeah. But it says they died casually and accidentally and by misfortune. Uh, okay. That's really downplaying the Okay, but here's the other thing. The brewery, the beerery even. The beerery. Was given a waiver um, that of all of the excise tax that it would have paid <gasps> on the amount of beer it lost. Oh, so in they just got the like act. a little kickback. They got, they got a welcome water pass. That's they bullshit. Had, and then people who turned up for the wakes, for the, mm-hmm. these eight people who died. There, I mean, obviously, you know, there's not enough money to bury them properly or anything else. They were asked to donate and they and uh, as much as they could. And they came up with, I think it was 33 pounds was what they came up with to, to be able to try and bury eight people. That is such bullshit. And the, and at the, the very least, the brewery exact, was responsible for that. Should have at least kicked in for that. Especially I mean, that, if they're getting their tax back. Like, they are not hurting yeah, for money. Exactly. That was my whole thing. I mean, that's what made me so pissed off about it. It was like, really? People suck. No, no culpability whatsoever. Just, mm-hmm. you know, continue to make money. Good. Yeah, let's but do that. But were the tanks designed by somebody who was actually just an accountant? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have burst a long time before that. (laughs) They would never have lasted that long. (laughs) God, it's bananas. I know. It was crazy. But anyway, so that's us. Yes, it is. And um, I think from here, we'll be back to a normal-ish schedule. Dear Lord, leave us hope. You know, assuming that nobody is... Yeah, nobody's internal <laughs> organs decide to go haywire. Nobody's digesting. Nobody needs to lose an appendix. Yeah, exactly. Nobody decides that their sinuses nope. need to just, you know, go... Explode. Explode, yeah, exactly. Nobody's I think we should be good. vomiting their entire stomach. Con- That's what my son was doing. It was yeah. horrific. Uh, yeah. I felt so bad for him. Um, oh. yeah, anyway. Okay. So, so we should be back. Hopefully. In a few days. Hopefully. And we will, yes. we will hopefully be more caffeined. <laughs> oh, God. Let us be caffeined. Bring on the caffeine. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just Don't laugh at me. You laugh so much, oh, well. Oh, I had to God. be able to say it, and that was the easiest way to say it. It's the best way to go about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Pick the easiest lane and travel that one. <laughs> Ooh, next week looks like it's going to be real dark, oh, so yuck. come okay. back. <laughs> I'm goody. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find us, you can anywhere that you get podcasts into your ears. Mm-hmm. Generally and, speaking. And please do rate, review, and share. Um... I've been thinking about, I haven't talked to you about this except very, very briefly. I know you love it when I do this to you. Yeah. Um, how long have you known me? Uh, yeah. You should know than to expect that I'm not going to yeah. do this to you. But I've been thinking about setting us up a Facebook group. Oh, okay. Oh, you did mention this. Did I? That's kind of me. Yeah. And I um, just, I promptly ignored it. So. <laughs> Cause, yeah. So, I, mean, that- I don't know. Like, if somebody else wants to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Jesus. Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah. So 
this is kind of like, I'd really like money, so if somebody just wants to send me some, that'd be really Look, good. Look, if you Thanks. have a business and you want to sponsor us, I will plug the shit out of your business. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, we do it for free sometimes, just, but... Uh, yeah, we do. If you want to send us something for free, I mean, in exchange, I'm here for it. <laughs> not above taking handouts. I'm, I'm not above it. <laughs> Are you listening, me. HelloFresh? <laughs> god i had the best meal the- i'm gonna have to talk to you about it later because okay. they're not paying us for this no and we need but to get if a they move on would like to that'd be great mm-hmm. yeah anyway so please rate review subscribe share tell everyone that you know make mm-hmm. them listen yeah that too what's next uh the emailing portion oh, yeah. of the program if you want to email us and we think you should Yes, we do think you should. You can on? Uh, yeah, that happened at gmail.com. Yes. And you can also find us on Instagram at? Ah, uh, yeah, that happened. Twitter at? YTH Podcast. And Facebook. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> For now, until either we or you set up a group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. You are so weaselly. Wow. What? Oh, all right. I need to go home and get ready. So yeah, we've we... got to go watch the Super Bowl. I need to Yeah, I know. another well... coffee and a shower before we do that. Okay, well. So I early. Yes. Okay, so thanks for listening to, to all, all the, the worthless, worthless shit, shit we, we know. know. Bye. Bye.